Next on the tee in Season 2, Episode 7 of Grow the Grind, live from the Arnold Palmer Cup. Go Horns Go! The Texas Longhorns men's assistant coach, a three-time All-American, the assistant coach of the U.S. team at this year's Arnold Palmer Cup, a true Longhorn legend, Coach Jean-Paul Hebert. We were fortunate to sit down with Coach before the U.S. took on the international team at Rich Harvest Farms on day one of this event. His depth and background is beyond understanding. Born in Houston, Coach JP was influenced by his Ryder Cup captain father, Jay Bear, who was also the 1960 PGA champion, and his uncle Lionel, who was the 1957 PGA champion. Coach worked for the Golf Channel and CBS during live PGA events and has helped develop Longhorn stars such as Doug Gim, Pearson Cootie, Scotty Scheffler, and more. This was our final episode from the Arnold Palmer Cup. We hope you have enjoyed this series. So after this one wraps up, we've got more content coming your way. Who's on tap next, Al? Joining us next week, we will have Duke University's Meg Fertney, the Blue Devils star, will share how she prepares for Carolina golf as the U.S. Kids World Championships approaches in Pinehurst this summer. Can't wait to keep sharing stories, perspectives, and moments as Season 2 has been a blast. Hope you enjoyed Episode 7 of Grow the Grind. Here we go, lucky enough to have the assistant coach to the United States Arnold Palmer Cup team, Jean-Paul Hebert, Texas Longhorn assistant coach. Thanks for joining us, coach. We appreciate you you sitting in with us here. Nice to be with you guys. We saw your name and I said Longhorn would be a huge pull for us. We were really hopeful to get you to sit down with us, not just because of your history in the game, but just because we haven't had a lot of experience talking about Texas golf. And it's something we we know is on the national stage every single year. You guys are competing for national championships, winning national championship, turning players out year after year that are really high level performers in the PGA Tour. Uh, and that's all great. That's great. We, you know, it's, it's good stuff. You get to do that every day. This is great too, right? This is a little bit different for you. Uh, not something that you always get to have in front of you, but the Arnold Palmer Cup has invited you to really p- play a major role in this event. And Maybe you can give us some background on how that happened and, and, and how it's going. Well, that's, that is a loaded, loaded question. Good. We want but you I, to you know, um, I'm one of the fortunate people in the game. I grew up in a golf family. You could say, you could say my father and my uncle, Jay and Lionel Hebert, um, were tour players. They were Ryder Cup players. My father was the captain of the 1971 Ryder Cup team. And on that Ryder Cup team was Arnold Palmer. And it was the first year, 1971 was the first year, where Palmer, Nicholas, and Trevino were all teammates. So that was kind of a, a standout year. Um, but in addition to them, I mean, the guys on this team, Miller Barber, Billy Casper, Dave Stockton, Charles Cootie, the grandfather of Pearson Cootie, one of our players at Texas, and also uh, a member of the American squad here. Um, So, you know, in the game of golf, there are connections all over the place. Um, I was fortunate to go and play college golf at the University of Texas. And uh, And play well. I played pretty good. I had a teammate, Justin Leonard. Yeah, he's okay. He he was okay. Um, I was usually the number two guy. 
And but it was great to play with him for four years. And uh, yeah, I was a three-time All-American at Texas, and you know I wasn't a great. I wasn't like one of the greats, one of the elites. <laughs> But I was definitely it's very a difficult good to player. sell that right now <laughs> because you just you oh. followed that we're not great thing with I was a three time All American <laughs> at Texas. <laughs> P.S. My dad was a Ryder Cup captain. He a, yeah, he was. He, so anyway, I you know I grew up around the game, around a lot of the really interesting people in the game, good people in the game, some of the real knowledgeable people in the game. Um. And, it, and, you know, I've been full-time coaching at Texas now for seven years. Coach John Fields is the head coach there. He's in his, he just finished up his 24th year at Texas. And at Texas, you know, we, we are trying to, um, we're trying to win and do things the right way. And, th- and that really is what matters to us. So we care about the people that, that we have involved with our program. We care about the kids that are coming in, their parents, their families. Yeah, we want great players. We want to produce PGA Tour players and winners, but we really put an emphasis on character and integrity and doing doing things the right way and representing the game the right way. You know, the way that a guy like Arnold Palmer did. So um doesn't mean that anybody's perfect. None of us are perfect. That's not what it's about. But it's about, uh, you know, working hard and being responsible and you know, being respectful to people that are around you. Do you and, have some great uh, memories of Arnold Palmer you know, throughout the years? I and mean, I have to imagine that your paths crossed more than once. You know, a few. It was just a guy that I would see from time to time, and he, you know, you heard a lot of. I heard a lot of stories growing up um, about players, you know, and and the stories kind of was raised by a storytelling generation of guys. And they told a lot of stories about Hogan and Sneed. And you heard a lot of stories about Palmer. And I think that what you basically kind of, you know, you, you get to figure out about Arnold Palmer is the respect that he had for the game. I mean, mm-hmm. was he competitive? Oh, yeah. You know, um, was he, would he try to rip your heart out? Absolutely. But he would never, ever try to cheat the game. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I've. I've, I feel like. Well, what does that look like? That looks like, you know, you call penalty on yourself if you don't try to take advantage of the rules. You, you have great respect for the rules and you understand that without the rules, we don't have a game. Right. You know, that when you put a coin down behind your ball on the green, the ball goes right back where it was. Right. And so just the little things and, and you find that to be. A problem at all throughout you know your process here as you recruit and as you you travel and and, and watch some of these players because it's not at the high level where we are I don't I don't see it um, when we're when we're traveling and and some of these events it's not something that we would ever really run into but I have heard as you work your way down a little bit more maybe into the high school ranks it's very common yeah um, you know it, I think it's some people some things that people have to learn too you know you you. Nobody wants to lose, but 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 there's there's something bigger going on all the time, and and you know the game is just it, it's bigger than all of us, and uh, but um, I just don't I, we we just don't want our game to go to that place where other sports where you know they say if you're not cheating you're not trying mm-hmm. you know, kind of deal and golf golf's different golfers are different 
We, we believe that in our game, it's a game of honor, and it's played by honorable men and women. Without a doubt. Um, so to be here this week, pretty cool. It's special. We're going to talk a little bit about yes. why it's so cool for you, yeah. but Allie's got something for you first here. Absolutely. Bring it on. Give us some advice to our listeners about practice. In all your time in the golf world, have you figured out the secret? What does good practice hmm. look like to you? Well, practice is a big part of becoming good at anything. You know what I mean? And, but I think practice, good effective practice, is something that's kind of balanced. So it's your practice, you're working hard, you're putting in the time, but you're also being smart about practice. In other words, you are you're really taking a look at what you've done on the course and then taking that information, being realistic about it, and then applying that to your practice. So if you're missing a lot of greens and you're not getting up and down, okay, maybe maybe your people tend to, for example, tend to blame their putter for, like, I just didn't make anything today. Well, actually... You, did, you go backwards a little bit. You just, you really were missing greens. You're putting pressure on your putting. So I think you want to have a good balanced practice, smart practice. Yeah, it's rare, rare to and, have somebody say that I put pressure on my putter today. I don't know if I've ever heard it, no, actually. No. You and Coach Llewellyn are in the same mindset. I mean, you're talking about statistical analysis of, of every opportunity you have on the golf course to determine what you need to do next for your practice. Yeah. And, uh, we yeah. always hear that. Yeah. Didn't putt well today. Couldn't make a putt. Well, how many 30 yeah. footers did you have, right, Al? Right. I mean, if you have yeah. a, if you have 15, 25 foot putts, how many are you really going to make? He said, be a, be realistic. Yeah. And I think it's hard for a lot of people to be realistic about where they are at right now. It's okay to say where you want to be and how you're going to get there is somewhat simple to understand. Well, you work really hard. You know, you work really hard the right way, and eventually. Everyone has their own pace. You'll get there, right? Um, but for us, we, we look a little bit more into like a breakdown scenario for our listeners and trying to figure out like, okay, what does it look like? How much time do you spend each day on this or that? And can you really do it effectively without that knowledge that you're discussing here with the statistical component, which most junior golfers don't have? So, Of course. What do we do? Most people are not very realistic, when it comes to themselves anyway. But I think, you know, generally speaking, practice, young kids, even kids at the, at the college level, these kids right here that are playing today, uh, you practice on everything from 100 yards and in. Focus on that. Um, and, and, uh, and play. You know, be sure you play at least. Try to play nine holes a day at least, you know. Uh, we love to practice. We love to get out and hit balls and hit a lot of drivers. And but you, you know, you 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 really want to practice. What do your guys do at Texas? Game. What do your guys do at Texas? Well, we encourage them to we 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 have our players practice on their own. In other words, we don't have any structured team practice. We don't have any, um, you know, choreographed practice where they're all working on the same thing. We kind of have the afternoons free, unless we're doing some qualifying, we have the afternoons free for them to practice. We understand they're all different. They all need different things. And so what we typically do is is pull them aside one or two at a time and 
say, hey, let's go practice. Let's go work on this. Let's go play 21 over here. Or let's go play a quick nine and kind of keep them, you know, a little more focused on the things that we think they need to. Um, it seems so casual. You seem so casual. Yeah. In a game that's hyper intense and, and a lot of anxiety and a lot of people are are grinding their teeth as they watch their kids hit their first ball off of some local Muni U.S. kids event. How are you? You're so seasoned. It's clear to me that your background has to be your dad, you know, your dad, your uncle, Ryder Cup members. Is that why you have a, a, a kind of like a calmness to you? Or is it just who you are here? What's the deal? Maybe, maybe a mix. I, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty laid back guy, as so people say. Until? Um, well, uh, underneath, you know, I'm, st- I, I'm still competitive. I want to still be successful just like everybody else. I want our guys to, you know, to be focused on what they're doing. Um, but, but, you know, we're all, we're going to have bad days, you know, we're going to have bad weeks. We're going to have bad stretches of, of months and that's okay. That's sometimes you, you learn, you're going to learn more through your, through your valleys than you are when you're up here. Anyway. What was your expectation for this tournament that you just played last week? I was expecting myself to be under par. I was expecting myself to be like three under um, Why? And it, one day, um, just because it was such short yardages, and it's just that's not how it is. It comes down to can you get it close and can you get up and down sometimes. But you'd been playing great, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I was playing great, and then it just didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I don't. I, I I felt the same way for this kid. She'd been working super hard with a great focus on her own, like you're saying, the mature mature mentality, and then. Not there. Yep. Right. <laughs> At one point, she looked at me and said, I'm so disappointed in myself. It was on like the 16th hole on the first yeah, day. first day. She shot 76 that day, and we thought that was going to be the bad day. And it wasn't. It was weird because we felt prepared. Why is golf like that? Well, we're, we're, playing, that on a, we're playing on a different golf course every tournament, True. number one. So, you know, different. And we're all different every day. I mean, how many days in a row can you wake up feeling good? Not many. I don't know. So we're three out of four. Yeah, seven. exactly. So if you're, you know, so you, what you do is you learn how to manage those off days and you start to get to know yourself. And the game gets easier as you get older when you kind of stop growing and you stop, you know, you, you start to understand yourself and you understand, okay, what are my, what are my tendencies? You know, and, but the other thing, very important, I think, as a young person growing up in the game is, is you can't compare yourself. To somebody else okay you know and that's typically what we do we're like well she's playing great this week and she's been playing great lately and i'm not and i don't understand it or that guy's just playing great i should be wait maybe i should be playing as good well it you know in a year from now two years from now you're not going to care really how you played two years ago what you're going to care about is you know how am i doing now how have I? What have I learned? Have I learned a lot? Have I developed? It, you know, development is really what it's all about. That's and a it's patient. A, it's a pursuit. long game approach to development. You're still developing all your players. I mean, I'm still you're, developing. You're developing your game. <laughs> so I'm developing my my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My game. Forget but about my your game. Your brain is filled with a wealth of knowledge and background. Yeah. Because of your upbringing, 
How many people yeah. can say my dad was the captain of the Ryder yeah, Cup? Right, right. 30, maybe? Because I haven't of done my, the math. Because of my failures, though, too, you know? Yeah. What'd you learn more from? Oh, you learn much more through your t- through the tough times. You just do. Because you're forced to kind of dig and and try to figure and try to understand. You know, you, you learn, you, you're going to learn through struggle more than you are through success. Because mm-hmm. when you're, when you're success, successful and you're winning, you don't think you need anything. Like, ah, fine. Yeah. I'm good. Right? I'm good. I don't need anything. Well, this game is a, is a very, uh, humbling game. And it, and it, it's, it's a great coach. The game of golf is a great mentor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We had some good mentors. When we walked in the practice area yeah. there and saw the picture of your father, uh, that hosted a uh, captain's challenge here. I don't have the year in the back of my head, but it was, it was here. And, um, Rich Harvest Farms has done a lot of great things. They they're actually built to host events like this. So when you walk in there and see see your dad and see your uncle, uh, or know your uncle played in one of these, what type of emotions come through for you on that? It, it's a great great reminder. You know, I forget you forget. Um, you know, my dad and my uncle Jay and Lionel Abear, respectively, grew up caddying in a nine hole municipal golf course in Lafayette, Louisiana, and. That's how they learned. And then for them to go on and win PGA championships in the state of Ohio and play Ryder Cups, it's just, it just seems impossible. How'd they do it? I just. You have to explain that to us, please. <laughs> You're talking about running a, uh, you know, a horse pasture track for yeah. nine holes and having absolutely no equipment, uh, no knowledge of, of your body preparation. You know, there was no discussion of nutrition, uh, but what are they? Yeah. Just technical you freaks. Know what? They just they just loved the game that they, much that they couldn't leave it. You you kind of nailed it. They loved it. They really loved it. Is and that you, the separator? And you have to you with have your players, is that the separator? You have to love it and you have to want it. And you know what? Yeah, you you do have to have some some talent and you got to have some maturity and you got to understand that um it's a hard game. Mhm. And you're going to have a lot of disappointments. You're going to get punched in the stomach almost every day at some point in this game. Yeah. It's the ultimate game of failure. <laughs> it is. <laughs> is there a worse? How many people win every tournament? One. I mean, winning. How about just get through it? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it feels that way. You know, there's so many opportunities. Every, t- every corner, there's a, a double bogey lurching out to grab you. But sometimes we watch these kids out here and it doesn't seem like they have a double in them. You know, these uh, right now where the talent is in the junior game and, and in the collegiate game, are you seeing some separation from what you remember it being like? Is it deeper? Are they stronger? Is the field stronger? Or am I just biased because uh, I've got some young kids that I'm watching right you now? You know, the game has advanced in so many ways from, the you know, the golf ball, the equipment, instruction, you know, the, the um, there's so many more kids now playing golf. Um, at an earlier age, year-round. Um, I don't necessarily know if I think that's a great thing. Um, I still like seeing kids that have other interests, that maybe love to play an instrument, or that maybe love to play another sport. You know, we had uh, Scotty Scheffler, who who uh, who was doing really well these days, obviously on the PGA Tour. He played four years of high school basketball with golf. And I think that helps kind of just create a little bit of a balance. And, and uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to just get away from the game a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ellie dribbles a basketball for a little while. Yeah. So there you it's, go. It's helpful. I think it breaks it up. It's fun. It is. I mean, yeah. Well, okay, Coach. I tell you what. You've got some things to do, don't you? A few. A <laughs> few. What's your deal? What's the layout for the day look like for you? You know what? Today I'm going to be one of the coaches that that isn't coaching. So um, I'm going to be playing a supportive role and doing some spectating and clapping and. I want to try to learn something from some of these guys and girls today and something that maybe we could use for some of the other matches, but just show some support. Wear some red, white, and blue. And Looks like we got Bridgman and Kim on the tee right now for the United States, yeah. which is a great pairing, a little ACC matchup yeah. there. We, we got a chance to sit down with Jacob. He was an exceptional interview. He was yeah, really well-spoken. We went to Clemson and talked to him. And, uh, we're a big fan of, of him, so I think we're going to walk right alongside you for a minute here and go watch them play i love it enjoy uh this event i think it's really cool i think it's great that you took some time with us thank you so much i really really appreciate it. it yeah always remember golf is great the grind makes it greater all right amen